Ladies and gentlemen. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 110 of the Talk to Me Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed, it has definitely been a while since I've done a podcast. So I'm ready to hop on into it. You can find me on Twitter at 2SweetPod. That's the number 2SweetPod and at OMG Corey B. Feel free if you're watching on YouTube to hit that subscribe button as well. So no segments this week. We're just going to hop right on into it. First up, ladies and gentlemen, The Revolt, ladies and gentlemen, formerly known as The Revival. They have popped up in AEW. Man, what a surprise. You kind of figured that they would go to AEW, but I had no idea that they would show up at the time. And it was right after... The three-way match proper party, George Nella versus Matt Hardy and Young Bucks. Matt Hardy and Young Bucks picked up the win. <clears throat> we had Butcher and the Blade come down, put down a beatdown on the Bucks, and here came the revolt. And man, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood. This was very interesting. At first, they went after our Butcher and the Blade. Then we had the stare down between the revolt. And the Young Bucks and everybody wants to see that. Ladies and gentlemen, AEW already had, by far, some would argue, the best tag team division in all of the wrestling world. And it just got that much better. These guys, look, I don't have to tell you that they can go in the ring. They are tremendous. And I cannot wait to see how all of this turns out. The Revolt is here. FTR, I'm very excited. Twitter just blew up last night, man. Just blew up because we all want to see where it leads to. Obviously, we're going to have a Bucks Revolt match in the future, but what is the story? I want to get taken on a ride. I cannot wait to see how it turns out. And speaking of things, uh, looking at things at how they turned out, the Inner Circle had a pep rally last night. And man, at the beginning, it was like it was in- extremely funny. We had Mickey Guerrero out. Uh, we had them throwing shirts at the crowd, and the shirts being John Cena thrown back at them. Like it was a very funny segment. But then Mike Tyson came out. Chris Jericho, you know, goes at Mike Tyson, calls out Mike Tyson. And they did an excellent job of weaving this together. Chris Jericho says that 10 years ago, he brought up a random incident on a random robber. Mike Tyson punched him out. Job well done there. But here's, here's, here's the downfall. Mike Tyson comes out with a posse. And the first thing I'm thinking is, of MMA guys, by the way, First thing I'm thinking is, oh, don't turn this into Tyson Austin. Whatever you do, don't have them push each other and have a bunch of people come from backstage trying to get into it. And that's exactly what happened. First and foremost, I didn't like Mike Tyson. Like, he didn't seem like he was taking it seriously. 
But I could I could have lived with that. Chris Jericho, ever the consummate professional, kept things on track. So I didn't have a huge problem with that per se. It's this. It turned into Tyson Austin. They pushed each other. A bunch of people came from backstage and goodness, even the what made it feel even more like Tyson Austin is that Jim Ross is on the call and I'm saying whatever you do, don't say a Tyson and Jericho, Tyson and Jericho, don't do that. And he said uh, uh, Jericho wants a piece of Tyson, Tyson wants a piece of Jericho and I'm like, oh man, like they were on their way to building it up pretty well, but then it turned into Tyson and Austin and then I lost all interest that I had, like I gotta say that this was a, like the segment itself overall I enjoyed, but once it got down to Tyson and Jericho, it felt too much like Tyson and Austin and I gotta say that they swung in, they definitely missed on this one. Uh, in AEW, and, and I absolutely love AEW, but like it felt too much like Tyson and Austin when they could have just had Tyson come down there. I get into it with Jericho, and if you want to just have the elite make the save, then then fine. Just have Tyson come down by himself. Do everything in your power for it, not to feel like Tyson versus Austin. That's just my take on the situation. We'll get into more AEW highlights. More, we're gonna to get to some NXT as well toward the end of the show. But speaking of NXT, Charlotte freaking Flair. Charlotte Flair. Every time I turn around. Charlotte freaking flares on WWE programming every time I turn around man and this is we got to look at exactly why Charlotte Flair is on three different brands why she is on Monday Night Raw and Smackdown clearly she's the champion and she's on NXT and like I don't know whose big idea was it for her to win the Women's Royal Rumble it wasn't a good one because they got booked in the corner right then and there why she's on Monday Night Raw is this. Look, man, the last... There was a point where I said the Raw Women's Division is done. And it came at that elimination chamber where Shayna Baszler just wrecked the entire Raw Women's Division. Right then and there, I said the division is done. Like, she just ran through everybody. And then, on top of it, what made that worse is that they had Shayna Baszler lose the match to Becky Lynch so Shayna Baszler was done and guess what now Becky Lynch is pregnant she needs to take off as much time as she wants to congratulations to her but where do you find yourself then you find yourself with no one look at I love Oscar. Oscar is my all time favorite women's wrestler but what had she done up until winning the money in the bank like not much at all besides lose to Becky Lynch so she has the championship she's barely credible and now because wwe couldn't book the women's division right on monday night right they have no confidence in it what do they do they call charlotte freaking flair that's what they do charlotte flair is some type of magic elixir and looking at the smackdown side of things they did the same thing like there are no credible challenges to bailey outside of sasha banks they have not built up that division very well. So what do they do? They call Charlotte Flair to get involved. The magic elixir. And now we have a situation. 
to where Charlotte Flair is on three different brands. We're seeing her three times a week. And the biggest crime of it all is that it is very much taking away from the Charlotte Flair, EO, Shirai, and Rhea Ripley match that we have coming up at uh, NXT in your house. Like, I look, I love the tag match that they had on NXT. Charlotte, Chelsea Green versus EO, Shirai, Rhea Ripley. It was very well done. But when Charlotte is on all of these brands, man, like it is taking away from the importance of the women's division in NXT. That's just my opinion. It, de it devalues the title and like it, it further makes you not want to see Charlotte. Like she doesn't have heel heat. She has, please go away. Like I see it every week. Like I'm tired of Charlotte Flair. People are saying, and, and this is the reason why, because they can't book the War Women's Division. They can't be book the SmackDown Women's Division correctly. So they call in Charlotte freaking Flair. So I'm gonna move on from that, man. Hopefully they get that together. Speaking of things that they got together, Apollo Crews. He is your new United States Champion, and he had an excellent match with Andrade. He picked up the victory, and I gotta say that, man, I was surprised. I wasn't sure that they were gonna go with Apollo Crews, but man, let me tell you, man, they've done an excellent job with Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews has gone from the person that immediately, when they called him up in NXT, I said that, whoa, this is too fast, because he had some developing to still do in NXT. And I always thought that it was too fast. And, and surely it was too fast. They didn't know what to do with him. And for the longest, they had him in these uh, clown segments and ha had him smiling. And I'm like, dude, Apollo Crews is this big old dude. Why is he smiling? And they've done a good job. I got to give them credit. All the way from the injury angle with Apollo Crews all the way up until now. I am very satisfied with the job that they have done. Does it mean that they're gonna take the mid-card title seriously? Look, I, I'm not I'm not buying in on that one because if history shows correctly, it's gonna show that WWE doesn't care about either of the mid-card titles, and I'm worried about that. I'm very excited that a brother won a title, won a championship because life as a black wrestling fan, you don't see too many brothers, you don't see too many sisters holding titles. So when you do see it happen, you get very excited, but I'm cautiously excited because I don't know when other shoe is going to drop. Are we going to be sticking with Apollo Crews? I'm not sure. Is this just a token title run? We will find out eventually. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on from that and move on to some Impact Wrestling. Uh, they had a hell of a show last Tuesday night that I was very excited by. Speaking of things, I was excited by Deanna Purrazzo. She has signed on with Impact Wrestling and, man, this Knockouts Women's Division is arguably the deepest division in all of wrestling, not just women, just divisions, period. It is, you could argue that the Nikons are the deepest division, and they have so much talent. And Deanna just adds to that talent. She had a very exciting a promo on Impact Wrestling, a video package, and I am very excited about this. Uh, she didn't have the greatest of times at NXT. They let her go, and you know what? NXT, they're a loss. 
M is Impact's gain, and I am very excited to see where she goes. I'm pretty sure Impact is going to use her very well inside of that division, so I am very excited to see how Deanna matches up. And like, man, the the matches that could go on, Tiger Valkyrie, Rosemary, like the list goes on and on of great matches that she, Jordan Grace, the list goes on and on of great matches that she can have in Impact Wrestling. So I'm very excited about that. Speaking of Impact Wrestling, we're going to stick with it. And look, man, I'm just here to say this. Chris Bay for Impact X Division Champion. That's 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 where I'm at, man. That's just where I'm at right now. Chris Bay, the I like to say the now and the future of Impact Wrestling. We have Willie Mack as the X Division Champion right now, and I'm one to say that you know what. Uh, Willie Mac just really got the title, so I'm always want to say that let somebody have a long reign and uh, let them add value to the title to a title that's already valuable. Valuable, bow, excuse me. But as it pertains to right now, I think that you know what it is. Chris Bay's time. He had a pretty decent match with cousin Jake on Impact Wrestling, picked up the win, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited about this dude. Because not only can he go in the ring, he has a character that is intriguing. And I think that he would make an outstanding X Division champion. And it is only a matter of time in my estimation. I'm very excited about this Chris Bay Willie Mac feud. Chris Bay put a mad beatdown on this dude a couple of weeks ago on Impact. It was a street beat down, man. Like, it wasn't even your typical wrestler comes down. He puts the boots to him and he walks out of the ring. Nah, he beat the hell out of Willie Mack. I enjoyed it. And yes, man, Chris Bay for X Division Champion. So, we're going to move on. Last impact topic of the day. We got the number one contendership uh, championship tournament going on in Impact. And man, we had some surprises. Ace Austin moves on to the finals, and we had Trey Miguel or just Trey versus uh, Michael Elgin. And I gotta say that once the match happened, I'm like, okay, Michael Elgin's gonna move on. That's gonna be that. What we got was one of the best matches, if not the best match of the entire wrestling week. And. We had Sammy Callahan getting involved here, and surprise, surprise, ladies and gentlemen, Trey picks up the victory, and you know what? I was one to say that Michael Elgin should have won this whole tournament. Michael Elgin should be winning the Impact Championship at some point, but you know what? I don't have a problem with this. This was one of the rare times in wrestling where a surprise just happens out of nowhere, and I don't have a problem with it, man. Sometimes wrestling surprises you, and Trey is an outstanding wrestler. I, I There's already a story there with Trey and Ace Austin. They're going to build on that, and you know what? I think Trey should be not only winning the tournament, but go all the way with the dude. Why not put the championship on him? Like, okay, I understand that. No, we have Tessa Blanchard as champion, 
and you know just Blanchard is having issues with the uh, as we have this whole pandemic going on but I would like to see Trey as champion uh, maybe that's when exactly when Tessa Blanchard comes back comes back excuse me or maybe they have a rematch I don't know but I would like to see impact go all the way with it uh, that is just my opinion Trey is an outstanding worker uh, so I am very much the rascals are an outstanding trio in impact wrestling so yes I am all in on that one Trey for champion moving on we are going to move on to Matt Riddle it is rumored that he may be making the jump to SmackDown and he was on the bump the WWE talk show and he was talking to us to Baron Corbin and outrightly man all I have to say is this I do not see this going very well at all like I, I am Wade Barrett I've got some bad news like Matt Riddle to SmackDown, look in all my with all my heart, I hope it goes well. The guy is extremely talented, has taken on to wrestling from MMA like a like a hand in a glove, man. And he's done an outstanding job at NXT. But for whatever reason, I just do not see this working out. I hope it does. I hope I'm sincerely wrong about that. But with the guy going at Goldberg every five minutes like I don't see that working out well backstage and I just do not see this working out well like I, I think he's just gonna be one of those guys that's just gonna be lounging on the roster that's just my take on it not because of his talent but yeah, I just don't see it going well here I hope it all works out so moving to a thing that is working out Brian Cage man he made his debut at double or nothing and man this guy with Taz has a bright future in impact excuse me in uh, all elite wrestling this pairing is like Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar we had Brian Cage on the, with the squash match uh, on the most recent episode of AEW and Taz one, one of the most underrated talkers in wrestling history the guy can go with anybody he cut a promo on John Moxley saying that you know what Brian Cage's machine and he is coming for you he's coming to rip your heart out and I absolutely loved everything about that promo Taz man this pairing uh, could be great and I see future world champion for Brian Cage in the future for uh, AEW. Not right now. I think he's going to lose the initial match to John Moxley. But as he works himself back up, he is definitely going to be a world champion in this company. I love the pairing with Taz and Brian Cage. I cannot wait to see uh, how that turns out in the future. And I even love that Taz dropped the line. Survive if you can. Um, or his line from from back when he was wrestling I absolutely love that he dropped that uh, in there beat him if you can't survive if he lets you how could I forget that as an old school 90's guy but moving on ladies and gentlemen to old school Rey Mysterio like <sighs> we were getting to the main event of WWE Raw and we out of nowhere get 
Oh, Rey Mysterio is having a retirement uh, next week on Raw. And then the first thing that I said was, what? Like, Rey doing what? And obviously, look, we have a lot of people saying, eh, you know what? This is just kayfabe, whatever. And you know what? Normally, I'd be down that line, too. And you know what? It might just be kayfabe. But I'm here to say, man, let's, let's, let's not take it for granted. Just don't do what I did at one point. Like, going all the way back, years back, when Shawn Michaels was an Undertaker. Stick with me, I'm making a part of point here. Shawn Michaels was an Undertaker at the Street versus Career match. First thing I said was, ah, oh, they're just doing a rematch, and they need a stipulation. And I went with that, Shawn Michaels lost the match, and first thing I said was, ah, oh, he's just taking a break. And it didn't hit me that fool. Shawn Michaels is actually retired. didn't hit me until the end of his speech. Where he was kind of breaking down just the wee bit. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This dude is actually retiring. Hold on. So I don't want that to happen <laughs> to anybody else here. Like, let's, let's, let's just take this seriously. Maybe Ray really is retiring. Like, it has not been the greatest of runs uh, with his recent WWE run. That's just my opinion. He's always on the business side of something. So let's just sit back. And let's see how it turns out. Maybe they have an angle plan. Maybe it's real. But let's just see how it turns out. So, looking at a couple of more highlights from NXT and AEW as we get to a close here. Jungle Boy picks up the win for the Battle Royal. And I got to say that I enjoyed that Battle Royal very much. Man, Luther took a sixth spot on the apron. And I got to say, we got to a point, and I thought that MJF was just going to win this one easily. And I got to say that I was very surprised that Jungle Boy picked up the victory. It is going to be an outstanding matchup with Jungle Boy and Cody Rhodes. I cannot wait to see how it turns out. They said a future TV, TV or TNT title shot. So I don't know when it's going to be, but it is going to be an excellent matchup between those two. I even loved Cody Rhodes, his interview where he built up the TNT Championship. It reminded me back when, man, Cody Rhodes introduced, back when he was in WWE, he pulled out the white strap Intercontinental Championship belt and he cut one of the better promos of his career, putting over the lineage of that title. And he cut one of those type of promos. I mean, the TNT title doesn't have lineage. But he put over the title. Talked about how he it would be an open challenge. Like okay, he it feels John Cena-ish. I'm just saying on that one. But talked about how he was gonna be a fighting champion and he was gonna take on all challengers. Job well done to Cody in that interview on that promo. So looking at a few things from NXT, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Riddle. And Timothy Thatcher, like I enjoyed this this matchup, the fight pit, and like this was also well done. It was a tremendous setup, no ring ropes, nothing, just the cage and a top area. Like these guys had an excellent matchup. Timothy Thatcher got busted open. The guy's teeth is everywhere. And like this was a tremendous matchup. We haven't had some limb targeting in this matchup. Timothy Thatcher was working over Matt Riddle's knee. 
job well done, man. We had a floating bro from the top, and Timothy Thatcher goes on to pick up the win with the rear naked choke. Like, all of this was so well done that I want to see more. In fact, if I'm booking this, Th this would be Matt Riddle's match and like I know the first thing that comes to mind is well he lost his first his first match in this match but hey man Undertaker lost his first match in Hell in the Cell and guess what that is Undertaker's match the fight hit let's make this Matt Riddle's matchup his key his key matchup as he moves on to the main roster the guy I, I already think that it won't go well but if I'm booking it that's how I would go about it I want to see more matches in the fight pit. I think that, you know what? I'm not here to say that it should replace the steel cage, but if we have an intense feud. Like, let's let's just let's just throw it in the fight pit to, to close it out. If it's the third match, hey, why not? Toss it in the fight pit. Let's go. Job well done to those guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, moving on, we are going to have... Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole at In Their House. And we have a quite the stipulation here. Velveteen Dream will not get any more title shots so long as Adam Cole holds the title. So, is this Velveteen Dream's time? I gotta say that, you know what? I really hope that, that this is Velveteen Dream's time because I don't want to say that Adam Cole's title reign is getting stale, but it is starting to lose a little bit of luster in my opinion. Velveteen Dream, on the other hand, if not now, then when? Like, I don't know if he can afford to take another loss uh, to the Undisputed Era. So, yes, man, this should be Velveteen Dream's time. I'm going to pick my picks on that. Ah. I'm not sure how it goes, but if I'm booking this thing, yes, it is time for Velveteen Dream to win the title. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had the Cruiserweight uh, title tournament, and we had a tremendous three-way that saw Drake Maverick get the victory, and I gotta say that, man, I am absolutely shocked. Like, I when this thing started... The first thing I said was, man, they still got Drake Maverick in this thing to do fire. And I thought that, you know what? Drake Maverick is going to wrestle a few matches. He's going to lose all of them. Then he's out of here. And it turns out that, you know what? Drake Maverick is in the Cruiserweight title final. And, like, I got to say that this has been a job well done by NXT. I don't know if it was planned all along. I don't know if it was something that just came together. But I absolutely love what they're doing with Drake Maverick. And at this point, go all the way, man. Have the dude win the Cruiserweight Championship. Why not? Go all the way. They've done a great job so far. And I, I want to see them go all the way, ladies and gentlemen. So, moving on to the final topic of the day. Mia, Yim, and Keith. Lee, ladies and gentlemen, they mocked the Garganos and done it, did an excellent job of it, did their style of promo, and you know what, I am very excited about this, I just gotta say, man, I, I am happy that it is not a mixed tag match, because when we were setting up this 
angle early on, I said, oh man, we're gonna get the mixed tag. And I'm very happy to say that I'm wrong. It is gonna be a singles match for the both of them. And I am very excited for both matches. The North American title is on the line at In Your House, if I'm not mistaken. Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, that is gonna be an excellent match. Styles make matchups. And I'm very excited for that. And like, I am very excited for this feud overall. Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae, that's gonna be an excellent matchup. The build has been well done as well, so job well done to NXT, ladies and gentlemen. So that is the final topic of the day. Let me know all of your thoughts, whether that be on Twitter, at 2SweetPod, that's the number two, SweetPod, or at OMGCoreyB, or on YouTube, you can jump down on the comics as well. I am out.